0: This episode is brought to you by Michael's Business English, the online language school for busy English language learning professionals. Learn more at michaelsbusinessenglish.com. You are listening to the International Careers Show, a podcast dedicated to supporting international students, professionals, and business owners. We'll be diving into case studies of people just like you, as well as talking to thought leaders and experts to learn more about how global citizens can navigate and achieve success all over the world. I'm your host, Michael Rincon, a former six-figure analytic consultant turned ESL instructor and career coach and the founder of Michael's Business English. Building an international career is hard work, so if you're looking for help, you're in the right place welcome back to the international career show i'm your host michael rencon and today's episode is find your voice and shine brightly with alvin meladeth so alvin is a one sulting community lead international community builder linkedin learning champion consultant and digital marketing manager he's a passionate young leader who champions supporting communities and supports organizations by building partnerships creating communication strategies and exercising project management expertise He's worked with organizations including One Salting, RPC, GLC, LinkedIn Learning, Vancouver Island University, Make a
1: Difference, and Sheen for She Foundation. Welcome to the show, Alvin. Thank you. So, uh, I'm so happy to be here. I am very grateful to yeah, being a part of uh, this amazing podcast where you're able to uplift and inspire our other international leaders. So thank you for having me. All right. Can you tell us a
0: little bit more about yourself in terms of background, education, and experience?
1: Sure. I you did you did a good job with the introduction, but a little bit about me is uh, I'm originally from India. I, uh, my grandparents were from the southern part of India, where they worked um, extremely hard. They were from from a rural background, so uh, you know they struggled for electricity, for water, for basic necessities, and they sort of grew and took an opportunity and went to the city. Uh, they worked really hard there I mean my grandfather used to tell me that he he spent days uh, you know doing our jobs living on the streets uh, and as scary that that does sound it's something that I always remind myself that uh, it's important to appreciate everything because nothing comes to you just like that you know people have worked extremely hard for you to be where you are and yeah so he he had great relationships that he built uh, with people around him he worked extremely hard and then he was able to they started his own business and gradually it led to everyone in my generation now to be in different parts of the world really doing things that they love and i'm always very grateful for that my professional journey uh started back home when i was 15 i think again working with non-profits make a difference i spent uh, three years with them i initially wanted to teach kids but they were like you know Alvin, you're too young <laughs> you're a kid yourself so we won't uh, we, it's okay if you speak to corporates they'll understand you know you'll be young so you're innocent so they won't mind you so i started with that i was an intern that i grew to become a city head uh, i then became a regional uh, and a national strategist for seven cities in india uh, great experience you know when you're young as uh, you know dealing with leaders from large organizations winning grants an opportunity to work with some amazing uh, team members uh, you know much older than me uh, but uh, very humble and very open to learning and yeah, it was a very it was a transformational experience for me. But then I've always had um, what is a growth mindset. So at the end of three years, um, I didn't want to change. I didn't want to give someone else an opportunity to take my role and also do what they could with it. Uh, I moved to the Gerson Loman Group. Uh, they're a New York-based firm um, based in India. I, with them, I did what is uh, a lot of. Uh, they work in the venture capital firm. And uh, they sort of do consulting projects for venture capital firms, connecting them to Cxo level experts, uh, you know, helping them get better insights on audit reporting or different positions they, they may need to fill. So, yeah, that was a wonderful experience. I got to again work with a lot of senior experts on their panel, uh, you know, understanding a little bit more about how uh, ruthless and how nice the venture capital world can be. And uh, yeah, in 2018, uh, again, I I thought that. You know, I, I need to challenge myself. I've never lived alone. I've never been abroad. I, I don't understand what a global perspective can be. So in 2018, I decided to move to Canada. And uh, it was a great, a great decision. I'm very happy to have moved, uh, pursued a double master's. Uh, just recently in February, completed my MBA and my master's in international management from University of Hertfordshire. And uh, yeah, Vancouver Island University was great. I chose a community university, a university that's very connected to people, uh, very community connected to organizations and in my time here, you know i've really volunteered uh, i've been a, on a, the board of directors of uh, the pride society here i've also volunteered with the food uh, share program here you know done a lot of research work with them as well and uh, yeah it's been an amazing experience now being involved with linkedin learning uh, you know now being involved with born salting as a community lead i really enjoy uh, utilizing my experience my journey and my passions and helping enabling others that may be on that journey a little far away or wanting to be there as well and i always try to uh, through my work and through my voice provide those opportunities to others as well so that they can really grow and win with me yeah well that's awesome yeah it sounds like you've been working really hard uh for
0: a young age so it sounds like a vacation's in order soon
1: <laughs> i uh, but the, the beautiful thing about working i feel like is you know a lot of what i do i love I am not uh, having to shift a gear, you know, tell myself, oh, I've been, I have to do three other calls after this. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't feel that way. So I think when you're very aligned in terms of your personal and professional journey, uh, life just becomes a lot easier. It's so much more easy to take good decisions. It's easier to uh, to not feel burnt out because you all you surround yourself then with people that also love what they do and they're always checking in and equally concerned of you. As much as I'd appreciate a vacation. I also just enjoy the journey so much, so it's almost hard to turn it off because <laughs> you're always enjoying it so much. So yeah, I do appreciate that though, yeah.
0: So oh, that's awesome. All right, so let's <laughs> talk about how did you discover your interest in community building and partnerships? I think you covered that quite a bit, but I just wanna see if there's anything, is there anything special that happened? Was there a kind of like a- aha moment where it's like, this is it, this is why I have to do this, this is, but this is what I'm
1: here to do? Right, no, that's a very good question. And to be honest, uh, for me, it's always been a little bit about uh, a little bit about exploring and experimenting with different things. Uh, When I was younger, I always thought of marketing to be the only way of achieving my dreams or doing what I want to do. I've always enjoyed being creative. And I think something that helped me really learn that I want to be a community person, I want to be a people's person is actually doing marketing, right? It's actually doing uh, different components of sales. Uh, Understanding uh, finance as well, you know, I did a co-op with the Royal Bank is learning about who I am when I do these roles Like do I enjoy them? Are these really are these roles really making the most of my core competencies? And what I want to do in the long term and I think being international one thing I'd advise people that are listening to is like Try out things right? Don't be afraid to fail Uh, Because unless you don't try a role any opinion or idea that anyone else may tell you is not very personal to you right so one thing I tell you is like really try to focus on getting real experience. You know, it could be in the form of a project you do or an internship you do. And that's what that sort of really helped me because when I I always try to reflect over my experiences. Right. So I do know that when I did partnerships with the Gerson Lerman group, you know, connected with people connected with organizations, I enjoyed that. I, I felt a sense of uh, calmness in it, comfort. And uh, it's the same. And I've done it in other roles as well. I did enjoy it. And uh, community comes naturally to me because I'm someone that really likes celebrating others and uplifting others. Uh, It naturally, I've seen that I've grown into uh, people liking me and me liking them. And uh, that sort of also um, is a career path that, you know, I knew nothing about. When I was international, when I was back home, I didn't even know community building or community management is a thing right i felt like people just do that in non-profits so when i moved abroad i obviously learned a lot little bit more about it i saw that you know large organizations invest a lot of money in their audiences and their people and they need people who can then understand the customers understand uh, the audience and is just completely involved and engaged in uh, in trying to uplift them hear them and support them uh, so i'm very excited to yeah i mean moving abroad and really challenging myself to do different things has opened my eyes to new opportunities and uh, and another thing is obviously having the right mentorship uh i think a lot of what i've who i am and what i do today is really the reflection of having amazing mentors in my life and uh, just being open enough to getting feedback another thing being international is you know i came from a very conservative <laughs> household uh taking decisions thinking about things with an open mind is something that i'm still growing into so uh, being open to feedback you know of my journey of who i am has also really helped me uh, understand that community and people is uh is where I thrive and I can help others thrive as well, yeah.
0: No, that's awesome, yeah. I, I think what the biggest takeaway I got from that was the importance of, uh, I think you said experimenting of trying, trying things out and seeing how it feels, and you had a really cool epiphany where you thought community was only limited to nonprofits, but as you found out as you explored your career, as you continue to grow, no, like there's lots of companies who are really interested and passionate about building community.
1: Right, yeah, no, I yeah, I completely agree. I think when you push yourself out there and uh when you experiment, uh, there's so much to learn, and especially learning from others, other. Folks and you know other industry leaders from their lenses, their experiences. Because you may feel you know a lot by reading an article or you know looking at something from the outside, but when you speak to people who are in the industry, you know maybe in a different role. Another thing I'd advise you is don't judge people by their designation, you know, or by the organization they're in right now. We really look at their life journey. You know, they may have done and met and learned and failed in diff- many different ways. And uh, there's so much that people can offer. You know, in a quick call that they do with you. So really be open to that, and that's sort of really what's helped me uh, is just being open to speaking to different people, uh, learning about organizations, the roles that are available to different people, and and that sort of opened my mind to uh, knowing that I can do this, and this is something that uh, I'm really capable of as well, yeah.
0: All right, so you've said, thanks to consulting, you've found your voice. What does that mean, and why does that
1: matter? Right. No, that's uh, that's very it's it's very personal to me that because I think I didn't even realize that uh, Having a voice is even a thing right. I was always a passive navigator in life. I felt like hey I'm reading great books I'm reading great content. You know that that's my life like right? just being a navigator passively um, And I have to give credit due to you know once salting, even LinkedIn learning in many ways because uh, when I was 12 uh, I remember being almost being bullied for doing content. Like I remember when I was just learning the guitar, I did, a I did, I did a video, a video piece, you know, obviously when you're learning, it's not perfect and I didn't expect it to be perfect, but yeah, I did receive a lot of hate, you know, people share that content. And I still till this day when I post anything I'm thinking of that is what if this goes wrong? What if I become a joke and people make fun of me? And, uh, that sort of made me afraid to have a voice, you know, anywhere and everywhere. And, uh, yeah so what happened is when i moved to canada when i connected with the linkedin learning community uh, when i connected with the One community i found a safe space i found a space where you know what i don't have to be afraid to say the wrong thing and trust me people say the wrong thing all the time right i mean it's not that anyone is perfect with what they say it's about then having people that are able to give you feedback it's about then having people that are able to relate with you and when you do do good Let's say, uh, say something good to say something that's relevant and impactful. They build you up, they support you and they're there for you. Uh, So, yeah, I think um, finding your voice or having a voice is so important today. You know, if you're international or if you're not international, you're now in a crowd, in a pool with so many other people. Everyone's talented. Everyone has skills. Everyone has done degrees. What makes you really stand out is who you are right if you have a voice for let's say the environment if you have a voice for people if you have a voice for women right the fact that you're able to separate yourself from that crowd the the fact that you're able to uh embrace your journey based on what you've d- done uh what you're going to do and connect with others based on that I, the power to that is something i can't put into words It's just it helps you um it helps you stand out it helps you shine it helps you, it helps you Showcase the sense of confidence, especially, you know, if you're international people are questioning, right? Who are you? Right? Do you fit in? Uh, do you? Uh, do, uh, do you understand like when I when I came here? I'm always like been afraid, right? Am I going to offend someone by something I say so you're always in the sense of hesitation but when you start embracing yourself your voice and your identity People love it, right? They want to speak to you. They want to connect with you. They want to learn more about you and uh, that's, that's the reason it's very important. I, I think I have a, a huge thank you to Jonathan, you know, Jerry, the one community, to Jennifer, Amanda, in the LinkedIn Learning Community. And to just build that safe space where people can come and not feel afraid for being who they are. You know, they can really be who they are. And uh, from nine months ago, you know, I started off, I had maybe, let's say, like 1,500 people that I was connected with to now growing to more than 5,000 is it's been, it's been a journey right it's been where I have literally not I'm no more afraid to have a voice I'm actually using my voice to help others have a voice so uh, yeah it's been it's been very it's been very life transforming it's been very transformational in a way and it's it's really changed the way I I look at um, communicating it's the it changed the way I look at building relationships because no more I'm trying to please people uh no more I'm trying to just uh, be someone that they may like I'm trying to be myself and uh, be very accepting of that. And, you know, if, if it does, if it does make sense to the right organization and the right people, they're obviously going to embrace it and love it as well. And it's important to think of yourself and that culture fit and that organizational fit. You know, you don't have to compromise, right? Who you are uh, has great value as well. Right. So I, I know I went on a long tangent there, but I, that, that's, I'm that very passionate about having a voice. And I feel like everyone should uh, at some point explore trying to have one for themselves. Yeah.
0: No, that's awesome. I think it's, I think it's good <laughs> that you went on this tangent because there's there's a lot of things. First of all, let me just start by saying that um, you know this is I think I've done over twenty interviews so far for this podcast, and I don't think we've actually covered like the significance of voice, right? I think uh, one of the things I've learned in in my career um, now as a uh, as a, both an English teacher and career coach is there there are misconceptions and misunderstandings about the power of things like personal brand and having a voice. So I, I'm gonna start unpacking a few things at a time and then we'll, we'll move on. So the sure. first thing I wanna talk about was like, you talked about, you you got bullied for posting content at a young age. And um, that's something I think everyone has felt. It was awesome. I'm mean, sorry, it's not awesome, but like, it's a, it's a common. Um, it's a common thing that happens one and two. It is like, if for those of you like, why, what's the big deal? Like, you know, if you've never had that experience where someone bullied you um, regardless of how old you are, if something made you feel shame or embarrassed for doing mm-hmm. something, especially posting content. Um, it can be really painful. Uh, trying to think like I can give you an example for me from top of my head. Uh, for me, for me, it was just talking in general because I had a speech impairment and a hearing loss, and so um, right. when I moved from one state to another, I was still in America, um people couldn't understand me anymore, and then. You know, so I wasn't posting content, but I was talking, right? I would try mm-hmm. to to people and people would say, why do you talk funny? Do you have an accent? Like, and uh, it just, they would make fun of me and stuff. And it was, it, it made me feel small. It made me want to hide. So mm-hmm. you know, I became, like you said, the passive navigator. I just went and hid and, you know, there's this, what happens like, if, you, if you don't have the confidence, like if you don't, you don't picture your voice, um, you know, it makes it harder for yourself that right? you don't, don't have the courage to do other things in life, which is mm-hmm. the second thing I wanted to unpack here, which is that um, one of the primary benefits you've mentioned about finding a, your voice is the power of like standing out from the crowd. Because right now it's 2020, you know, you can't just have a good resume anymore. You can't just have a good cover letter. You can't just have sure. you can't even just use it in your network anymore, um, especially if you're going depending on how big the company is, um, mm-hmm. you're not the person who's getting in through referral. So now it becomes really important to like, now how do you how do you go one step further? And that's the importance of voice. One, so you can stand out, but two, also going back to the culture fit, which you talked about earlier, about the importance of having uh, alignment with your personal um, and professional journey, having the fulfillment. So like, you don't get burned out for working. Like you don't mm-hmm. really feel like you need a vacation because you feel energized almost, it sounds like when you're working. Because so this is right. what you do, right? and that's, I think. Um, I'll tell you again, this is an experience I've had. One of the mistakes mm-hmm. I made in my career was doing the opposite. Like, I just took jobs. And so I was the guy who was mm-hmm. like, when is it five o'clock? Is it five o'clock? Yet? Is it the weekend yet? Is it the weekend yet? And uh, by not having that alignment of having good career and per- a personal
1: fulfillment, like the job becomes a chore. Right. Yeah. So true. No, I appreciate you sharing. I, I, and it's amazing, Michael, how you've been able to also transform your journey from, you know, having those. You know, having those uh, challenges and those barriers and being judged, and then now utilizing and creating this podcast, you know, enabling others through the work you do with supporting them with learning a language. I think that it's amazing how we're, we're able to then take uh, what is a negative and then utilize that to make it a positive. And one thing I wanted to also sh- share from what you shared is, you know, what many times we get bullied or these things happen, we just push it away. Like it took me many years and a lot of self reflecting to really go back to the point of what really. Uh, you know makes me afraid to do things and I think sometimes it's important to grow to really yeah to take a step back you know you don't need to win every race you don't need to impress everyone Uh, for me it's all about yeah how can you find fulfillment for yourself first before anyone else because it's always going to be super hard to impress an employer it's going to be super hard to impress anyone if you're not satisfied with what you are or who you are right you're always going to be trying to fill a void with someone else or materialistic things so yeah I think one thing that's Another thing that's really helped me, and I usually forget to mention it, but I should more often, is like I when I moved into Canada, a uh, few few months in, I think four months in, I I did this mindfulness uh, program right on campus, and I didn't even realize I I always follow meditation, yoga, you know, these are the ways, but mindfulness, you know, taking a break, just being with yourself, letting your mind uh, take a pause and let the noise just not be there anymore for a while. It's it's transformation, like it really helps you. Uh, put your thoughts together and get get focused so i'm not sure what's worked for you michael to be able to overcome these things that reflect so deeply but yeah i wanted to share that uh find your way right from for me it's it's been mindfulness taking breaks but uh it's important to find your way and then give yourself that like treat yourself to that way or maybe your way could be listening to good music you know listening to podcasts but it's important to to be nice to yourself because if you're not nice to yourself trust me not others will others wouldn't want to be as well yeah
0: Oh, exactly i'll definitely <laughs> jump in on that real quick so there's there's a second order benefit that you you talked about when it comes to finding your voice which is the confidence and uh to some extent it's the the mindfulness of accepting yourself which is um I actually just did an interview with vivian tan who did a ted talk on discovering the definition of you so i'll make sure that's in the show notes but basically one of the the key insights i got from talking to her is that if you if you if you have negative self-talk if you're like oh i'm not good enough i'm terrible what starts to happen, um, and you don't realize this, like because it's very subtle, it's very passive. You start, you you stop believing in yourself, and you stop. And so what happens is you start second guessing yourself. You stop trusting yourself. And I've seen this in the workplace. I had a a, a coworker a few years ago. Um, every time she wanted to do something, she would ask myself or my boss for permission. Like, is this the right thing to do? Should I do it this way? And you know, we were a startup, so like that mm-hmm. that doesn't work in a startup situation. A startup, it's like. We don't have time to micromanage, and we just kind of expect you to just go, just go, just try right. things and fail, own up to it, and you know, fix and move up, move fast. Um, but you know, because she had such, no, she had no confidence, so she was constantly asking, like, "Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right?" Um, interestingly enough, like, it's funny that I mentioned that because uh, there's something else I, I should talk about too. Like, there's confidence. In, there's like something called domain confidence. I don't know the exact term, but mm-hmm. like, even though I just told you about my coworker who was like not sure of herself. Um, I discovered, so like the transformation stuff, like the the mindfulness stuff, a few years ago, ironically, through dating advice. And uh, I I to a guy named David Tien, who is a former dating coach. Now he's a life coach. And in one of his programs, you know, I went through a lot of guided meditations and programs and stuff. And that led to kind of like the realization that I had to change my career. Instead of being an analyst, I need to go teach English to go explore the world. Um, So that's led to that. But it also led to epiphanies. So one thing he has this really cool uh, program called Rock Solid Relationships and Masculine Mastery, and one of the things he talks about in that is mm-hmm. the 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 PUA journey. So for years, like back in 2000, there was something called the game and uh, the pickup artist, right? That was a huge right, thing for right. years in America, and uh, a lot of people like myself, we went on this journey to go get better with girls so we could finally be worthy <laughs> of love. Right? Like he talks about the journey, and it's like he talks about like why it doesn't work, and it's like that's that's how I kind of fell into that's how i discovered mindfulness and discovered like the, the self-reflection and transformation and getting And there's another element too that you talk about going back and exploring um why why we have these insecurities and beliefs and, and again that's uh, i don't want to go too off topic because that's a very deep we can go on for hours for that there's yeah, one that, could, about that could be a separate
1: yeah. podcast in itself honestly like the the power of being able to take a pause and reflect and like you said yeah. you know it it's not just professional like the minute you start doing that for me, it's 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 got me a lot more peace in understanding the value of connecting more with my family. You know, doing taking out time for myself for even personal things that I may have not valued enough before. Like you become a more rounded. I think when you give yourself some time off, you, you you're able to think better because otherwise you're just in this massive rut of trying to achieve and do everything. So yeah, it's so important to take a break. I'm happy that it <laughs> it looks like it worked for you as well. So uh, that's great to hear. Yeah. All right.
0: Let's let's move on. Can you talk about <laughs> Some of the challenges you faced in your career, and how finding your voice helped you, uh
1: sure, yeah, so um, like you said, one of the things, especially when you don't have a voice is you're very easily deviated, um or you may just do what other people may be doing, or you may want to uh pursue things that you may feel like other people are doing, or you may like you know you have no uh you don't know yourself well enough, I feel like when you don't have a voice, and having a voice is just is just again it's knowing yourself and then being confident enough to share a bit of yourself either it could be through content it could be you know by you know you know again doing podcasts writing blogs but just being out there you know not being afraid of being yourself so for me I think one of the first challenges was I, I was not sure right I was not sure of who I am so I would just try to get meaning of who I want to be through others or you know I would I would maybe read this book and feel like oh wow this is similar to who I, who I am so maybe I should do this or I would watch a podcast or listen to someone else uh, on a webinar, and I'd be like, "Hey, this sounds similar to who I am," and I'd always try to find meaning of who I am or who I want to be through other people. So as much as it's good to have role models, it's it's good it's good to learn from others. One thing I would say is, you know, don't replicate anyone, right? You you were born in a way your journey is really special, right? Who you were born to be is very different from what uh, Alvin was born to be or what Michael was born to be. So it's so important to um, to recognize that so yeah so the, uh, that's one thing with the deviation you know with the following with the confusion and also being international uh, you're all like for me at least you know i was it was just about making people happy right i was like oh it's fine i'll do what i love later on in life when i'm stable for now i will please all these expectations that i may have from home i will please anyone in the industry that i may need to to just find stability and i think that's one thing being international that I was always afraid of is, oh, when would I be stable? Or when would I have something that is comfortable? And then the pandemic happens and then you're, you're even more concerned because everything drastically changes. So having a voice in a way has um, helped me really know who I am. So I, I know when I am connecting with leaders, getting mentorship, I know I'm reaching a point of just looking for guidance, You know, not trying to replicate or do exactly what they may say but just understanding what is what's best for me, right? Thinking more about myself, having a voice has also helped me understand that, you know, my journey is much beyond, I'm sure you get this as well. It's much beyond this one job I may do today, right? It's much beyond uh, some person that I might be happy if I was someone else, right? My journey is about bringing fulfillment and finding my identity. That is going to stay with me for many, many years beyond my job, beyond the people I may speak to, beyond any industry and yeah, I mean, this might be a little profound for some of the people that might be listening, but, but the idea is, yeah, your, your voice basically becomes your identity, right? And your identity will stay with you beyond anything else that's not tangible. And uh, having that sense of connection with yourself will just yeah, make decision-making a lot easier. So decision-making is something I've, I've taken a lot of bad decisions, and I've failed a lot. And I feel like I did not really have any sort of matrix to take those decisions. You know, I should just do them because it felt right, because others have done them. Uh, but now I feel like having my voice. I I know myself a little better. I know why I'm doing things. Uh, I know what I want out of conversations and engagements, and that sort of helped me uh, now just be more uh, peaceful and more feel more fulfilled, even when I fail, because I know that my intention was uh, was right, or was what I wanted. It wasn't being controlled by someone else. I felt like many times I was just like a passenger in decisions or conversations or experiences. I wasn't actively mentally present. And just having a voice and being that self-aware has helped me, uh, yeah. Just be more, uh, more in control. I would say uh, of my life and who I want to be. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Like one thing that comes to mind
0: uh, when I think about what you were saying is like one thing that uh, happened to me during my career. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think you said it best. I felt like a passenger in decisions. Um, I felt that way too. Uh, but let me explain what I mean. I would remember like when it came to my career. I kind of let other people dictate like, what is their path for me? You know, so for example, I, I thought I wanted to be like, I, I felt like I, I kind of landed into analytics. I just fell into it accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just pursued that career and I listened to what other people said. So people would say things like, it takes two years to master a job. And like, you know, you gotta wait, you know, and all the stuff to get promoted and all that stuff. And I would just um, I would just sit there passively and just take it in and say, okay, I would take it at face value. Um, not realizing that that's not, um, that's not necessarily true. Like I like think you said, just because that's not there. That's that may be their path, but it may not be my path. may not be your path. Um, so I think I agree. Like that's definitely one of the challenges. If you don't have a voice. What happens is you just kind of, you take on someone else's voice for lack of so better true. So true. Yeah. The, there's a book called denial of death, which is, it's a, uh, it sounds like a, it sounds like a dark book, but it's actually, um, it goes into, let's figure out how to explain it really good. How to explain it better. But basically it's mm-hmm. about why we have like, Challenges like anxiety and stuff. But one of the things that came up uh, towards the end of the book is one of the things is like, why do we as society tend to fixate on celebrities is one of my favorite parts of the book. It's towards the end of the book. It's like, why do we fixate on like musicians and athletes and movie stars? And his, the uh, Ernest Becker, he says that that's because we have, uh, we don't have faith anymore we, because we used to be years ago. We used to be very, very in tune with our faith. We used to be very spiritual. And right. as we had that, uh, we had unconditional acceptance because you think about how faith works. Faith is all about God will love you, like, depending on what you what your religion is, but just mm-hmm. for simplicity's sake, I'll just stick with what I know, which is Christianity. Uh, right. Most uh, religious faith was like uh, God will love and forgive you and accept you for who you are. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's why people didn't have the challenges we have now nowadays. Uh, right. People are fixated on other people's opinions. So it's like if I don't get um, you know, the hot girl's approval, I'm worthless, mm-hmm. right, like, if she doesn't approve of me, like, I'm, you know, I am not who I am, you know, I'm, I'm not okay. The so, true. I so, I, so, so true. So true. Yeah. and That's happened in other ways too, like at work, it would be like my boss, like, I get my boss's approval, so I can be worthy. So I definitely see that's a, it's a very challenging.
1: Right, I mean, the, the, yeah, no, so true. I think in just seeking validation has become, uh, it's become such a, it's an addictive thing, right, when people tell you, Hey, you're doing well, or Hey, you know, I like you, or you can be a part of my group. So it's something that, I mean, as a child and as someone that's young, so I'm also a bit of, I mean, I'm not an, you know, I'm not a huge extrovert. I'm also very, uh, very introvertish. I like spending time with myself. So it validation means a lot uh, when you're abroad, right? You want people to accept you, to tell you, Hey, you're doing a good job because you're constantly questioning yourself. You're like, Hey, am I doing well enough? Right? Is is this the best I could do? Uh, So. It is it is that journey which is never ending. If you always uh, let your self worth be defined by how others think of you and validate you, at some point, uh, you know, like you said very rightly, when that girl says no to you or when your boss says, "Hey, you're not good enough," you'll go into se- you'll go into denial. Right? You'll go into a self identity crisis because you won't really know how well you're doing yourself. You've been waiting for someone else to tell you how good you are, and at some point, that person is maybe not seeing things clearly maybe is uh, not knowing how hard you're working and may question it. And if you don't stand up for yourself, then, then that's, that's a huge problem. And the only answer to that can come, can come from yourself, right? Cause I think that being able to stand up for yourself, being able to stand up for others as well, who, who, who are in your journey and who are a part of your community is so vital because if you don't stand for something, then you know, you'd fall for anything. I don't know who said that quote, but I, I really believe that because it's important to have a voice for yourself and for, for others as well, because because through that you're able to uh, not only um, you know not look for validation, but understand your own worth. And I feel like the minute you understand your own value, uh, you're you're in a different game. Then you're not you're no more uh, a passenger. You're you're an owner. You're driving the car. You're driving the the vehicle. Then and and then decisions. Uh, the journey becomes a lot more enjoyable because you're no more dependent. Uh, you're so you're almost influencing how you want your own life to work. Yeah. So that, I would say that that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's talk about some of the opportunities <laughs> that
0: have risen from finding your voice. So what has happened as you started like, you know, building content and getting more confident, um, finding your voice and becoming a community builder? What what are some of the opportunities that have arisen for you?
1: Uh, so for me, I mean, again, uh, the idea was always uh, to help people, uh, you know, even if it was through consulting through LinkedIn learning and the, the work I do with Sheen for She. Uh, foundation uh, the idea has always been how can I now use where I am this opportunity to enable others uh, with one uh, obviously you know started off with just doing a, a challenge with them opening up my time and then soon realizing that you know opening up your time to help others can be so powerful and connecting with obviously the, the underdog to winner story taking what is you know people not thinking well of themselves, be not maybe being from the target school that everyone is, or uh, not being as connected to an opportunity to be able to dream the winner dream. So the opportunities it's opened up for me with uh, with Wandsighting specifically is, you know, again, to be able to enable others to do projects that they wanna do, uh, sort of at this point leading and collaborating with two other, uh, you know, uh, members of the community, you know, we're working on what would be Wandsighting's first ever short film project uh, called Away From Home. They we were highlighting, uh, people, uh, international leaders, uh, who are, are students, professionals, and how they've embraced being different and standing out. I'm very excited for that, Khan. Uh, I think she was on your pod- podcast as well recently. She is leading that project. Uh, apart from that, we're also working on discussion circles, again, to build uh, that sense of identity and communication amongst the community at Consulting Salting uh, International. So that's, that's one of the few of the projects we're working there with LinkedIn Learning. I'm... Um, I'm so excited. So, I mean, there's obviously changing landscapes with learners across institutions because of COVID, but we're now moving into designing uh, and I'm I'm happy to be doing this uh, with Jennifer, with Edgar and a lot of other champions designing what would be the first ever alumni network for the champions program. Uh, So that's basically bringing together a lot, uh, a lot of people uh, from different institutions. Uh, from different journeys of life uh, to connect with each other, to communicate with each other, and grow together. So yeah, exciting times being able to develop those two pro- uh, programs and be at the heart of these projects. And again, through my voice and through my journey, help others get um, you know their voice as well and find ways to support communities as well. And uh, yeah, so it's it's been very exciting for sure. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like you got a lot of uh, exciting projects going on for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's definitely very exciting, and I I look forward to uh, yeah to get just find more ways to support people. That's sort of my my goal, really. That's how I evaluate. Uh, that's sort of my KPI is uh, through my journey or this month or these through these months, all the programs and projects I'm doing through my voice. How many people have I been able to give an opportunity to? i uh, been able to uh, you know maybe uh, uplift them, empower them to do something that they love to do, uh, that they can connect their passion to, and that's sort of the goal for me. So I'm always happy and open to uh, yeah connecting with um, international leaders, you know students, professions, anyone else that's just looking to uh, have a conversation, share an idea, uh, have a discussion. And I think that's where the real the real magic happens is when you when you open yourself up to uh, talking to people, listening to them, and working with them. It's uh, so much you can learn and so much you can do when you're uh, when you're together. Yeah. All
0: right. What are your next steps or future plans for your career? So I know you got some awesome initiatives going on. Is there anything else uh, that you have planned, anything you're thinking about for the future?
1: For sure. I mean, for me, for now, uh, you know, obviously uh, as a recent grad, uh, there are a lot of leadership programs that I am uh, working towards. Uh, obviously very exciting to, uh, you know, be speaking uh, to people about them, having mentorship uh, to receive guidance of what are the best approaches to reach them. But uh, I do feel like as, as someone that is, Uh, that is growing into uh, my own skin, Uh, you know, I I want to be able to, yes, obviously apply to multiple opportunities, um, get into a good program that does focus on uh, giving me the right uh, the right skill sets, the right guidance and the right information and knowledge that I would need to grow and uh, simultaneously also working on uh, the community aspect of the organizations that I'm involved in. Uh, My next steps there are obviously uh, to be able to learn more about the members in my community to learn their strengths, to learn their weaknesses, to learn things that they want to do because I feel like uh, to, for any community to grow or for people to feel very fulfilled with their involvement, uh, it's important to build a very deep personal connection with people. So I spend a lot of time doing virtual coffees uh, with a lot of the members of the community, uh, you know, with, even if it's related to learning or consulting, just learning about them. And uh, yeah, so it's it's been, so that's sort of my goal really in terms of the next steps is uh, being able to build more strong relationships with my community, uh, to be able to give them the opportunities uh, that they would like. Right. And personally, my my goal is really to be able to work towards leadership programs, work towards uh, organizations, uh, and um, or, you know even to learn more. I'm looking at a lot of courses that I like to do as well uh, related to leadership, to people, people analytics, uh, so that I can then better serve uh, the communities I'm involved in and the roles I'm doing. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely cool that you got, looks like you got a a wide spread of things going on. So not just um, continuing the community building exercises, the leadership exercises, uh, but also the networking with the virtual coffee chats, as well as learning more about analytics, which is good. Um, uh, Definitely, I think, I think we're seeing uh, a rise of being able to be versatile. So, for example, in marketing, I've seen a lot of marketers say the rise of the T-shaped marketer, where it used to be instead of like being focused on like one passion, one one skill, where you're really good at SEO, you're really good at email marketing, you're really good at sales pages. Uh, what what they it's expected now is that you're you know enough about each skill that you can jump in and do it. So you know you should know a little bit about SEO, you should know a little bit about uh, advertising, you should know about uh, PPC. You should know 20 mm-hmm. pages, but you need to go deep and become an expert at like email marketing or you need to be, go deep into, say, um, what the, oh, is there? <laughs> what? Oh my god, instead of like, uh, yeah, you can tell I'm not really, I'm still learning marketing myself, but I'm not gonna be like doing demands or anything crazy. But the point I wanna make is same thing's true in other fields. So, for example, uh, if you wanna be an analyst, like a lot of the roles that I've interviewed for in the past few years, even though I am, my background is business analytics and data analytics. Like literally like my titles have been metadata analysts. I have held roles that require project management experience and expertise. So by one of my uh, big breakthrough jobs was metadata analysts to paid $47 an hour, so almost six mm-hmm. figures. Um, yet, if you looked at the work I actually did, um, I didn't do a lot of analytics, right? I didn't, I did some analytics, I did you know, some Tableau and stuff, but also, um, I had to work with project teams. I was responsible for updating the BRD. I was responsible for um, leading project calls. I was responsible for presenting to executives. And I think we're going to continue to see that more and more. Um, mm-hmm. Even in this, that, by the way, this was not a startup. It was in a Fortune 500, which is like, oh, wow. well, why would a Fortune 500 need versatility? But that's where we live in now. I think we're going to continue to see
1: um, more and more of a need to have a versatile skill set. Right. No, I, I completely agree. I think that, uh, you're always taught even i was always told that you know you gotta stick to your lane gotta learn what you need to learn uh, but i think as we grow into uh, any organization there's so much of the, the more you understand what others are working on what they're doing as well you can build a deeper relationship even in, when you're collaborating right think of it if if you're not a marketer and you're dealing with all these terms right that they're throwing at you all of these budgets it's, it's so hard for you to put yourself in their shoes and build a relationship professionally when you don't understand anything of what they're doing so i think this yeah this like you said there's so much of merit in being open to to learning and that, that's, that's something that i never shy away from i feel like any course i can do anything i can do uh to you know improve what i know it may be ux design it may be you know data analytics uh, if it's related to what i want to do that's great but even if it's not and if i can make the time I should definitely do it because it'll help me build a deeper relationship with someone in that profession when I'm in any organization and I can't shy away from uh, wanting to be uh, more relatable and wanting to be more sympathetic at times with people that do a lot of work uh, in terms of what their journeys are. And I feel like I just having, it doesn't have to be everything. You know, like you said, it's important to have a niche, uh, but to know different things, uh, you know, even if it's to a small scale is really powerful. Yeah. All
0: right. What final thoughts do you have to motivate um, our listeners to get started or to take their um, their work to the next level with regards to finding their voice? And uh, I would also say strengthening their voice, too. because not just finding it, but also it's a muscle. You've got to practice it. You've got to get used to it. you got to get more confident and get better at articulating your voice.
1: Right. I think I think the biggest thing, uh, the biggest advice I can give you, if you're listening uh, today, and if you've never, you know, posted on LinkedIn, if you've never, uh, you know, done any sort of post for yourself uh, online, like I would say, try. Right. And the 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 only way that you grow and you learn is when you make mistakes and you fail. So don't be afraid of failing. Um, be brave. Right. Try. Do a post. You know, tag me, tag Michael, tag people you know, uh, and take the effort uh, to get on to that journey. I think many of the times you're really procrastinating, we are thinking a lot about the journey. We don't take that first step. And that first step is really what makes all the difference in the world because that is the step you will remember, right? So uh, the biggest advice I can give you is to get out of that comfort zone. You know, I don't know, being international, we like that comfort zone because you're away from home. We don't want things to change. We don't want things to erupt. Uh, But the minute you step outside that comfort zone, you get a little uncomfortable, you get, to you know do something new you learn so much right your your horizons will change who you are you learn a little bit more about who you are you'll receive engagement people will tell you what they feel about it they'll share stories that are re- relatable to what you've shared so yeah just be brave try it out put yourself out there and most importantly reach out to communities so one something obviously has a really large international community i know michael has a community as well uh, with the uh, students he supports reach out to the community join the communities and you know be brave to reach out to other people as well invest in them and get onto that journey and the minute you try the minute you you fail and you pick yourself up and try again you'll realize that there's so much you learned in that process of failing and picking yourself up that you'll want to get back to it and i think that's where you really start understanding the value of your voice and the importance of having a voice when you get onto the journey yourself right so good luck though don't you know you're never alone in this journey always think of yourself as a Lot of people that are on this journey, there's just a different stages, so don't be afraid. Uh, take that first step, and you'll have a lot of people cheering uh, for you and championing you as you grow. All right, I'm gonna jump in on that because there, uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing that because you just
0: gave me some epiphanies and reminders and stuff. So, again, I told you like how I found, like, you know, how I got the transformational stuff, how I started getting better at uh, finding my voice. Um, what happened? So I started with dating stuff, and what happened was right. I ended up hiring a dating coach. So I hired, I hired David, and we had a coaching call. And one thing that he talks about in his courses and his programs is the importance of accountability. And he would he would ask us in the course to post in the Facebook group. The private Facebook group is hidden, so only our members can see it. Like my mom can't see what I post in the group, right? Oh wow! He okay. Like, post. Um. Answer, he gave us worksheets. Says post the answers to the worksheets you give us worksheets to do reflection? Like, where do you want to be? Like, what kind of band do you want to be? What lifestyle do you want? What is your ideal woman? Stuff like, you know, this is dating stuff, right? Um, Interesting. But it's still hard for me to do that, even though it was a Facebook group. And I, I see that's a lot of problems for a lot of people in this, uh, in my communities and the other courses that I'm in. Like, it's hard for them to post uh, something, even though they have a worksheet, they have a prompt. But what really helped me was two things. The first thing was that I had a, I had a, ca- a call with my coach and I told him, uh, he I just told him what's going on. Um, And he said at one point, um, make sure you post in the Facebook group so we can hold you accountable and so you can encourage uh, the other members of the group. And that something about that just kind of like snapped in my head and I was like, oh, it's not about me, it's about other people. It's about
1: uh, Mm -hmm. showing everyone
0: else they can do it too. And it's something really powerful about thinking about other people, which I, I, I probably can explain that. Another podcast, maybe, but
1: um... but I I love that. No, that's that's so true. This is the the ability to add value. I can't believe I missed that. Wow, the 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 perspective of so when we post, usually you just think about yourself, right? You're thinking about, hey, uh, this is what I am. This is what I did. You know, one of the biggest mistakes you can do is just post about only your achievements online and just try to get people to cheer for you. It's all great to win, but even when you fail or when you learn something to be able to share that not just for yourself but to be like you said you know to be able to add value to others for them to learn about you and what you've learned uh, there's so much of merit in that because uh, uh, you, you wouldn't even realize that the, the way you fail, the way you've learned might be very similar to someone else that may have not found their voice yet and that that would really resonate for you to build a deep relationship uh, with yourself and with others so no i appreciate you sharing that michael and i, I do agree that's a large <laughs> we've really touched upon a few large topics today and uh, yeah, I do hope this does help uh, the folks that listen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's only one other thing I want to add before we end this uh, episode, sure. which is the other epiphany that I had, which is that. Um, so for me, like I posting was really hard. But what really helped me, and it took me, I think, almost maybe a year total, was commenting. Right. So like, I would mm-hmm. go in the Facebook groups, I would just comment on other people's posts. Uh, and it was very soft at first. I would maybe do one or two sentences. And then I would do longer, and then I would do longer um at some point i would start writing you know paragraphs that basically post so like um you know but it took me again it took me almost a year to actually before i actually started posting on linkedin um mm-hmm. i was commenting a lot and that, there's something about again because you got it it's flexing a muscle right it's it's you know finding your voice is one thing but you still gotta you gotta keep exercising it because what happens is uh, think about how did you become so nervous and shy in the first place because when we were kids we were not shy we were we we didn't have feelings of shame. We didn't have feelings of anxiety. Uh, something happened that caused us to not feel okay. So even if you find your voice, you still gotta strengthen that muscle every day. Just like if you lose weight, you have a uh, you have a body of Captain America. Well, Captain America has to keep working out every day to a body. So same <laughs> thing voice. You gotta, you've gotta, so gotta true, so you gotta work on that. you've yeah. Gotta work on that.
1: Right. Yeah, I completely agree. I think yeah, uh, commenting in itself is so underrated. You feel like hey. I think, again, commenting is what you make of it initially. You may start off with just agreeing with something that someone is saying. But like you said, Michael, when you when you really use that as an opportunity to share what you're feeling, to to have a discussion, it could be the smallest of facts that, you know, maybe not a lot of people even see. uh, But it would really it does really help you uh, for sure, really, um, you know, practice. And I think practice makes perfect with time. So the more you put yourself out there to even have a discussion on a post with other people that might be on it. It'll help you uh, sort of get that confidence that, hey, I can have an opinion on things. No one's going to push me down or no one's going to feel differently about it. And actually, the more you have your opinion on things, you'll uh, you'll be more confident to have a post of your own. Uh, so thanks for sharing, Michael. I think that's amazing that you, it, it did take you time, but you have really found your footing and your voice as well through it. Yeah. All
0: right, Alvin, how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more?
1: Uh, that's great. Uh, you know, if, if you'd like, love to get in touch with me, if you'd love uh, to have a virtual coffee, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I think that'll be the easiest way as of now. Uh, you can also go to my website, almelted.com. Uh, but LinkedIn, yeah, because, uh, you know, there's so many communities I'm a part of. Uh, I'm actively involved. Uh, definitely, uh, shout out to Michael's, uh, podcast. Let me know this is how he found me and I'm happy to, yeah, get connected and support you in any way that I can uh, to, and be a part of your journey. Yeah. All right, thank you so much, guys. We'll make sure everything that we mentioned in this episode will be in the show notes. Thank
0: you so much for coming on the show, Alvin.
1: No worries. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited, uh, and I ve- I'm very appreciative of all the work you do to support international communities, and uh, more power to you, and uh, I look forward to being involved in future podcasts as well as this keeps growing and uh, creating a storm. All right.
0: thanks for listening to the international career show for all the show notes and resources listed for this episode head over to michaelsbusinessenglish.com forward slash podcast if you like this episode please leave a review on apple Podcasts and let us know what you liked so we can continue improving the show if you'd like to interact with me and other fans of the show join our private community check the show notes for details on how to get in thanks for listening Until next time, this is your host, Michael Rincon, signing off.